Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, The Love and Dating Guru with Dr. Dan, an industry expert. I'm very excited about this show as it will bring new insights to our many listeners about the dating challenges of the 21st century and the do's and don'ts when seeking your soulmate. Everything you need to want to learn about the how-tos of dating and relationship will be discussed here. How to avoid being put into a friend zone after the first date, being catfished, calm, or getting scammed, and so much more will be covered in this podcast. Toxic relationship can cause strife, breakup, or divorces. Infidelity, trust issues, trouble finances can contribute to these challenges. Guests appearing on our show are experts in this industry, sharing their insight about what you can encounter in any stage of dating, getting into relationship, and whatever else comes next. My name is Dr. Dan, and I'm your host for today's episode. I'm a bilingual cognitive behavior psychotherapist specializing in relationship, marriage counseling using the EFT method, and post-divorce strategies when transitioning it back into a single life. I provide individual one-on-one session in both French or English and also do group settings. If you need any assistance, reach out to DMV Therapy and Coaching Services at 301-325-1550. And our website can be found at metalifecoach.online. Today, I'm very excited to, to have for our 12th episode of season one, a very special guest and author, Kimberly Bell. And just like all my previous podcasts, I will leave it up to the guests to properly introduce themselves as no one can do a better job. Kimberly, the floor is yours. Hi, Dr. Dan. It's a pleasure. How are you this morning? Very good. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be here and giving me the opportunity to introduce myself. So I am a, uh, I believe I'm a beautiful mother of four adult children one minor, and I am um, enjoying the season of my life that I am in now as dating back on the scene. And um, I have um, had the privilege and the pleasure and the honor to uh, release my first memoir, my, my baby. And um, I am still working in the workforce. I've been a case manager for over about 10 years. I love what I do, providing resources for um, the state of Maryland to um, cases to individuals and families. And I'm it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> and it's a pleasure to have you here as well. So um, t- tell me a little bit more about, uh, I know that uh, now you, you said that you, your youngest is like uh, six years old and now you're back into the dating scene. So compared to when you first were a mother, like 20 some years ago, how has the dating scene changed? Oh, it has changed a lot. Well, I had been married. Uh, three times and uh, they I've learned to say that the the marriages did not work uh, because I've learned from the experiences <laughs> and um, so I don't say failed they just didn't work and um, I was married with um, four children at uh, 25 years old and I know that at that time I had to um, as I released my memoir I remember reliving you know that chapter of my life and I completely lost myself. I felt at that time through the foundation that I had never accepted that my self-worth, I was just worth um, being a mom. And as long as my children had a father and a mother underneath the same roof, I really didn't matter. Um, I didn't, uh, my self-esteem, I had to go back into the foundation. My self-esteem was very low, even though it presented uh, the opposite when people would um, see me from the outside at the games at the you know I was very I was very much involved with my kids like I said um, I was that mom that just put 
all my social life, anything that I wanted, anything that I desired on the back burner, mm -hmm. uh, except but um, I got to a point when all of them were in, in, in middle school, um, not middle school, in elementary school, all of them were school age that I went back to um, school to get my um, my uh, educational goals met. And that was, I just wanted a degree. I wanted to show my girls, especially because my adult child is, is, is the boy besides the minor, the minor is a girl now, but my adult uh, last one was, was, was going to be the boy. I had three adult girls and the boy, but my girls, especially, I just wanted them to see that, um, there was some self-sufficient in me that I could take care of them financially just in case. But, but to, to be honest with you, that wasn't where my mentality is mm -hmm. as far as what I deserved as a woman. It was more of, uh, finances because I was broken with the finances. He was an older, older gentleman, my first, you know, that marriage. And um, I remember him, one of the um, chaotic uh, disagreements and um, physical abuse and verbal abuse. He had took the bank card. He had took the card, which was the, was my means. And that overwhelmed me so much that I said, if there was anything that I could show, first of all, my girls was that I could make money. I could, and, and the making money had to start with me getting a degree. I knew that. So that's where that went. Um, but like I said, um, I couldn't, I, I couldn't get to that mentality and I had to work on to that mentality that my self-esteem was broken and I, ha I had to choose to build it. I had to choose to love me with, with all of my flaws, with my good and the bad. I had to learn to invest in me and learn and love me before I could attract or or embrace someone else coming in my life loving me. I see. Now, um, to those challenges that you faced, um, you know, when you were younger and you had to prove to your kids that you were self-sufficient, that you were not depending on anyone to be able to live, to be able to offer them everything that they needed, um, has that changed the way that you perceive the relationship with your husband because of the abuse, either emotional, whatever it is, or financial abuse, if you will look at it this way? Um, did you look at them with resentment? And this is the reason why the marriage didn't last. What was the cause of the divorces? Um, well, it was more of... It was more of... Um, disappointment and that he failed me because I looked at him in almost all of my relationships and I had to come to grips of this Dr. Dan as my savior my uh look up to that this is a person that I'm giving myself to heart mind and body that will not hurt me because my foundation wasn't accepted. And then I had to accept my foundation. What I was looking for was not another disappointment from my biological parents abandoning me, okay. rejecting me, and pretty much exiting out my life. My, my birth mother uh, uh, did everything that she could socially up until five that proved to me up until five that she had some type of resentment or bitterness towards me by her actions. And um, it was very abusive. Um, so I'm looking into now my personal relationships that this is a savior. This is a savior. 
This is someone that I'm giving all my cards to. I forget about reciprocated love. I'm 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 giving it full force. <laughs> and whatever you give, I should accept because I don't want to feel that abandonment. I don't want to feel that rejection. And this is what I'm worth. And then to top it off, as you said, um, this is what I'm feeling love is. This is what love is. And do you feel that you've taken this uh, mindset with you in all your future relationships? And then you were looking also for saviors? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, do you think that hindered your progress in any shape or form in terms of like, um, not looking at relationship in general, but looking at yourself, looking at, well, um, more I depend on people and more I'm going to get disappointed. So how do you go from this point forward? Right. Um, yeah, I, it, it really, it really continued to, at, in different times, roll over in my professional life of disappointment. Um, I ended up uh, never escaping the public sector, but during those public sector times, I remember being in positions where cases were literally pulled. I was pulled into office and going home crying because I spent too much on a case or too much involved in a family that I was like, you got, they were saying, you got to let go. And I'm saying, oh my gosh, you know, this is a disappointment. This is not, so good. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't save them or feel that savior mentality that I'm giving to them and they're giving it to me. It was, it, it's, it's crazy that I'm explaining it to you now and you're nodding because this is the mentality I had to choose to get away from and build from there that I'm not a savior and no one is a savior to me. I have to choose me. That's correct. And yes. that's you were projecting the feelings that you had towards your spouses of them being savior to you. So you wanted to take that same mentality and put it into your work. So yes. that's how you, you projected those feelings, which, you know, which is not something that is completely unnatural. It's something that you want to be able to uh, make other people feel good, feel happy. And that, that's in your nature. So especially working in the public sector, I mean, especially a caseworker, you need to have that kind of mindset. You cannot be, you know, like greedy or you cannot be, you have to be working for others. This is yes, the nature yes, of the yes. world. Um, so I, I would like to add one thing, um, and maybe someone would relate to this. I, I remember my breakdowns would be anytime any of, and, and, and it had been told pretty much in every one of my past relationships by one form or another, but I would do a really complete meltdown and breakdown when I was told or the actions were said, I don't want you. I don't need you or I don't want you was one of the worst triggers that I had finally been able to release from and said, you don't want me to <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. But it's it's kind of like, it's interesting that uh, you, do, you do talk about those triggers because a lot of people, when they, uh, they go from one relationship to the other, um, they always, if the, the new person or the new relationship does something that reminds them of what the previous relationship did, then they, they kind of like assume or predict that the risk of the relationship will end up as a disaster, just like it did before. Yes. So in the back of their mind, they no longer have that same desire to work on it. Yes. Because they say it's going to end up uh, as a failure 
So what's the point of trying? Right. Right. But then it becomes kind of like a, uh, like a habit or kind of a like, repeated cycle. Yes. Exactly. So uh, how do you how do you detach yourself from this mindset, Kimberly? Uh, well, the the release of the memoir was one one of the courageous action because as I was writing it down and I did have a therapist. Um, she had no idea what I was written. I met, in fact, when I mailed her the book, she called me. She was like, I had no idea. But what, one of the assignments was for me to write my birth mom, which I had shared with her. I had did that years ago and I wasn't willing to, you know, I just didn't want to go there. But I was writing the memoir and I was releasing some things in the chapters that I wanted to talk to her about and just to clarify, hey, am I crazy for these feelings? And she was like, no. <laughs> so, but um that courageous move because I never really went and accepted and embraced that truth that these were done that was beyond my control some was in my control but I felt this guilt and shame of being responsible some way of things that these people had done yes that's true and we, we tend to take the blame because it depends you see the thing is is that when we feel that it was not our fault we always think that maybe I did something that caused him to behave the way he did. And that created the same kind of like tension that was in the relationship. So I, I don't know. Did you feel that sometime you were absorbing that, uh, that kind of like uh, you being the, the cause of the demise of the relationship? Yes. Yes. And, and, and as you said that, what could I have done better? What, what was it about me? What could I have done that would have made those results of my birth mother fighting for me, coming back, getting me, coming back, loving me, coming back, saying, I love you. I want you. What was it about me that these uh, um, um, these relationships that I poured my all to, uh, I, I, I said I didn't, I showed and proved that I did not, um, okay. did not, um, was not an aggressive person, but yet you put your hands on me, mm -hmm. let you hurt me. You, you say mean things to me. You, you, uh, the things that I shared with you confidentially, you brought up to, to just to damage me, just to say, I can repeat, or, you know, I, I'm not going to fight for you about this, but I'm going to manipulate what you told me just to hurt you. Yes. <laughs> so that is exactly correct. Now, um, tell me how's your experience. I'm sure that listeners would like to know that after being out of the dating scene for so long, um, how do you see now when you interact with uh, people online on dating apps and all that? Is, is it filled with disappointment? Is it filled with, oh my God, people's mentality has completely changed from what it was before? Well, uh, people have, <laughs> mentality has changed since, um, uh, years ago, I, I'm a '70s baby, so yeah. Um, but it, I find it easier, the process easier by me investing in me. Each day, I take it one day at a time, and I choose me. Even in my conversation, I'm very more observant. I'm very more conscious of not their feelings, but my feelings. Okay. When before. It was all about how they felt, the, the pleaser, uh, the, the pleaser. Yes, the pleaser mentality. That's very, yeah. very common. Um, now, are you more 
aware of red flags versus what you were before because now that you have experience now that you have that your mother that you've been in relationship and all that are you paying more attention of those red flags versus those green one yes and 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 to even further elaborate on that is and i now am more comfortable with choosing knowing that i can choose and i can make this choice for me before then it was almost like that, like I talked about this courageousness is like, I'm not worth choosing me. I'm not worth, you know, uh, knowing the, uh, the red flags of like, um, I'll give you an example of my high, Maya Angelou says, um, when a person shows you who they are, believe them. Before my mentality was that person had to show me two, three times that they were selfish, that they could be very vindictive. Now, I don't, it doesn't take two or three times for me. That one time you choose, you know, I see and you present who you are and I, and I'm confident and I can choose this. This is not for me. This is not for me as far as a friendship. This is not for, for me as far as an intimate partner. This is not for me. I can choose this because I have a right. But do you feel that people expose their truth sooner than later versus, because before when you look at, uh, people uh, get going on dates, uh, getting uh, you know acquainted with each other, and some people are good actors. They hold on their oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. until uh -huh. they get married, and then suddenly, whoa! I married a completely different person. Now right. I feel that people are more comfortable in allowing themselves to expose who they really are early on versus that what they used to do before. Well, I I would say both because I've had it done both ways, but I can tell you this with me being right now, living the dating scene, I choose and I'm comfortable with taking my time. I used to be very impulsive. Okay. And so the relationship and the communication and, you know, I can only speak for me. I have with the higher power, with I have God, I communicate with him every day to direct me, to give me the wisdom, to give me the discernment. And I'm not talking about prostrate or, you know, on my knees. I talk to him like I talk to someone like I'm talking to you. Doctor. <laughs> I'm on my way taking my mini to school and on my on my way back. And I have a um, Amazon music list that I have incorporated the hymnals and the spirituals they're entwined with um uh um tennessee whiskey who sings that and uh before after that about two or three and other r&b artists you might hear tamala man and so because i'm i feed my spirit i love all types of music so i, I feed my music my my um my spirit with that to get that um inspiration and get that uh that um feeling of closeness with him but like i said every day i have some type of communication with the father in heaven that I know that helps me continue to keep this balance of being patient. Uh, as you were saying, to expose those warning signs, those red flags, and to and just give me the discernment, just allowing me sometimes even with me not even knowing the next conversation, I might say something or that person may send something that he has never said or I have never said in months of conversating. And then I, I get to hear the response. And then I get to know for myself, you know, I get to understand this person 
as well as myself, where I am. And, and then I also accept I'm not Dr. Dan, I'm not the same Kim anymore. I'm not the same That's broken right. Kim that was 25 up until in her late 30s. I'm now being a well and depending on you know the father for um continually to be in healthy relationships, breaking the toxic um uh uh, uh cycle of feeling like that's the norm. No, I'm embracing that um, going out for healthy relationship, building healthy, even friendship mm -hmm. where it's reciprocated both ways. It's just not me. <laughs> it's yeah. reciprocated both ways healthily, you know, yes. that um, it's okay. It's okay to do, and that is the norm. Not the, not the, not the other that I felt that was a norm for years. Yes, because I think, like you said, you changed. Um, the I think the dating scene has changed. A lot of people now they they want to really get to know the person in another level. Because you would agree, uh, Kim, that the pandemic, uh, even though it put us into a, uh, an isolation format and it put everyone to be stuck in their home and not get out and being uh, restricted from doing a lot of things. So now people were not able um, to basically get to know the other now they, they can know the other person in a much deeper level before it was right. like let's meet let's swipe let's uh, hook up and hasta la vista baby kind of thing okay right. and right. now we're, we're realizing that there's more and more people that are uh somewhat enabling themselves to get to know the person better to get to know them in a in, like i said in a more spiritual way which way they were before so would you agree on that that uh, you have seen a big change after the pandemic Yes, yes. And and even Dr. Dan, what you were saying, I, re I remember the first time and I started laughing at myself. Uh, I do that sometimes <laughs> when I had um, started, you know, conversating over the phone and, and, and being interested and even um, getting to know people's background when prior marriages, it, it just left at really the mother and the father. And I accepted whatever response they gave me, whether they said they got a toxic relationship or they don't have nothing, they don't fool with their mom at that time or something like that. I just accepted my nail. I'm like intrigued and I want to know, okay, so how's your relationship with your siblings? Mm -hmm. And so when did your grand, were you close to your grandparents? So, you, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I know that that is a vital piece from where I'm at now of how I can accept or, or be able to be loved by you. Yes. That is so true. So tell me, how can people find your book, uh, Kimberly? Oh, okay. So it's on Goodreads and Amazon. And um, I have a beautiful website that uh, my, the promoter that uh, uh, also created my web, um, my um, my designed the book. Okay. The name came from my adopted dad, Kimmy. And I, like I said, I'm, I, I love music. One of a uh, artist. Uh, and doing the lyrics said the epitome. So I'm Googling and I'm like, oh my God, I love that word. And so I just linked it together after I found out that it was the essence of it. I said, that is exactly what it is. And then I put the epitome of Kimmy together, but he designed that. And, and that was the first picture that I have. Um, the book is called The Epitome of Kimmy. And the, the little girl's picture is the only picture that I have of me. I don't have any pictures up you know, of my family and myself when I was little up until I was five, my birth parents, but that was the very first picture that my adopted parents had okay. of me. So I thought that was really important to put that picture on there. Um, but yeah, you can find it on Amazon and Goodreads and on my website that www.kimberlyann, 
and with the e b e l l.com on that website you'll get to see my family you get to see the grandkids oh my gosh and also where the book is and the and you know the design of the book and i just encourage anyone that may have just want to be inspired i just did it to be inspired to, to inspire someone that i would not and i'm never going to give up give up or give in on that wellness of a life that god has expected for me to have Beautiful. I'm sure that uh, your your enthusiasm and uh, the way that you express yourself definitely bring a lot of, uh, I say, uh, you know, people to to kind of like be inspired by you. And uh, we really do greatly, greatly appreciate it. I greatly know that is all the time that we have for today's podcast. And I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us and share your extensive knowledge in the field of dating and relationship, personally and professionally. Now, the many recommendations that you did share with our loyal listeners will help them better navigate through these choppy waters. Now, we hope that you've all enjoyed today's episode. I'm very excited about the many upcoming industry experts that we have scheduled for season one of the Love and Dating Guru with Dr. Dan podcast filled with very valuable tips and advice, just like the one that you listened to today. My name is Dr. Dan Emzalag, and you may all stay safe, sane, and smart when searching for that special someone. Stay tuned for our next episode.